So should we just jump in like we have been then? Yeah, yeah, let's just jump in. Great. Episode three of I Know What You Did Last Summer. I am having such a blast watching this show, Sam. I rewatched three, obviously, before we started talking about it. And I was like, wait, this is, I'm having even more fun than I did the first time through. Okay, a gorilla head will not do. A, that's right, a gorilla head. I just head have to start there. Will not do is the episode title of number three. And also fun because it opens on a head. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a, a gorilla head. Nope. Uh, a poor, our poor dear Johnny. Poor dear Johnny head. It's, isn't it Johnny's boyfriend or is it Johnny's head? It's Johnny, I think, because he has the long hair. Oh, you're right. I think he has the that long, is Johnny's Johnny. long hair. I couldn't tell because we were inside of his head for the opening. I love, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, a oh spider my God. POV. We get spider POV. Spider POV. Inside yeah. a get rotting head. To experience the inner canals of Johnny's head, which are lit very brightly. Wow. Yeah, a lot going on in there. That is surprising. It was... That was a fun ride. Yeah, that is. Now, that is, we don't know yet in two that that is Johnny specifically, do we? That is a reveal to us in three? Yeah, it's a okay. reveal that comes at the end of three. And because Beginning of three, end of two. At the end of three, we get that really nice shot of his head at the police station on the edge right. of the thing. And it's like, oh, that's him. But I guess we do get it at the we beginning, We see the, head, the, the disembodied head in the yes. road at the start of two. That's right, that's and, right. And because... Uh, her driving, Allison ahead, driving away has had yet another vehicular incident and has spilled an entire slushie in the front window of her Jeep. Check off slushie. She's still actually fucking slushie yeah. that she gets from the snack shop where the creepy pedophile guy works. And she's just having a drive home. She's obviously distressed, distressed cause she's always distressed. Mm-hmm. Boom. Head in the road. She knows what's up. She's immediately distressed. Of course, contacts her friends. They've got to go meet up. And be like, fuck, Johnny's dead. Yeah, Johnny's head was in the road. Also, now nobody can find his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, a character, Riley keeps saying that his head was chopped off. She yeah. says it repeatedly. Riley, Love very that. insensitively in her way of coping, is to just say the truth very directly. Yes. Despite the fact that everyone else is like, can you fucking tone it down a little bit? Amazing. <laughs> do, you, do you think he was in pain? I mean, he got his head chopped off. Okay, that's really not helping. That whole, I love that sequence where we have them all together in that essentially like car park. It's it's like a parking lot where they're like meeting up to talk about dead Johnny. We get so much character in that scene. And I was like, wait a minute. This is really effective. We're getting so much good Riley right now. We are getting so much. Oh my God. Why am I blanking on her name? Pixie hair. Margo. Margo. We're getting so and much Margo having a meltdown about Johnny's yes. death. Because she, my yes. best friend. Oh my he God. He was my best friend. He was my best friend. And. Allison playing Lemon, yep. Lennon, says, we all loved him. And she's like, no, but he was my best friend. Yeah. And thus begins my Margot theory. Now, I told you I was holding back last yeah. episode. This is where it begins. Okay. I just want to clock Margot's behavior throughout yeah. the episode. So yeah. first example, mm-hmm. Allison play, playing Lemon yeah. says to Margot, he was my, we all loved him. Yeah. And, and, and that's when Margot bites back at her specifically. Yeah. He was my best friend. Yes. When she lashes out, it is aimed at her. Mm-hmm. Now, sure, that could be because of the accident, but let's continue. Mm-hmm. This whole opening scene. Mm-hmm. This is also where we get Dylan being fucking weird. Yes. Dylan pops out of the shadows from behind a dumpster, and they're like, Jesus, dude, what are you doing? This is also where we get more references well, to Dylan's OCD as as a reason for why he's harboring guilt and, again, Ladies and gentlemen, for anybody listening out there who might be dealing with diagnosed OCD, please explain to me why it makes Dylan feel especially guilty about what happened 
With the murder? Why? Why do we keep bringing this up? It's my fault she was in the road that night. I know that your demented OCD brain is telling you that, but it's not. I could have stopped it so many times. So, on that note, I agree. We get a real special reveal of his <laughs> flashback throughout the episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. We learn a and lot so, in Dylan flashbacks. But before we get into that sex scene, Shitty there's Dylan. a really important sex scene we have to talk about, which is the, the whole episode opens on Allison as Lennon. Yeah. Opening her dad's phone. Just yeah. opening his phone. Just yeah. She rushes into the house. She, in there. The accident has happened. She's trying to call her dad. She gets home, sees his phone ringing. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to open I'm this. I'm going to answer his phone. And here on his phone is a sex video of him and Officer What's-Her-Name. Yeah. Okay. They just call her, for some reason, they are really committed to calling her Sandpaper Pussy Officer. I think we should tell that Sandpaper Pussy Policewoman what we know. Can we not We're talk not about her pussy? The You're unfucking believable they really are. I think and it's I, Lila. It's kind of a but lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I don't really need that over I don't. And over I think they saw Freaky and they were like, I'm going to take that line and make it a character. Over, it, it is like, Margot, let it go. Yeah. Like, get better. This is you long. Got, it's a long handle. It's long. You haven't even abbreviated yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. SPP? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, call her SPP. Yeah. You, you, you've given her the nickname. Give her the short name. This is not rolling off the tongue. It is, in fact, so, interrupting the, my my experience in the scene. This is really fun because we get, we get, dad's sex video we get her being totally rude and later when he and the video mind you is him being handcuffed to a chair yes. while she is riding him on that chair so there's like clearly like a tying up kind of a bondage situation going on and I love her it is a perfect child reaction when she sees it and like basically blacks out flinches and drops the phone I was like okay that's an amazing reaction yes you and have been a nosy bitch you should not have done that but that was funny she tries to guilt dad about this later <laughs> yeah. and you know what I have to say I love that dad is kink positive yeah He's like, not in this house. Yeah. I, I'm here to talk about your feelings with you if you're if that's what you're into you know yeah. what you want to talk about. But um but I'm not in trouble for this. And normally where I would I wouldn't normally TV show dads in like distressing situations are either like really present and like overly overly involved in their kids' lives. And it's like, okay, that's very emotionally intelligent. I don't know if I believe it. Or they're just so emotionally absent. It's like, why do we even have a parent here? This is a useless character. Because we get that scene where she is writing the runaway letter and he is narrating it to her about his failures as a man, as a parent, as a father, as a, as a husband. Mm-hmm. I am so much more on board with his character because I'm like, this guy knows. Yes. And I can carry that through into kind of every interaction he has with his kid. Because I know actually under the surface, he is acutely aware of the ways in which he has failed his children. And the, because it doesn't just feel like, it doesn't feel like baseless teen resentment where it's like, Jesus, Allison, get the fuck over it. Okay. Yes. Like, are you going to piece this back together? Are you going to be an adult and have an adult relationship with your dad We're or not? We are with them. We, uh, it has been unveiled to us that each of them knows the state of the union here. And that I think is really helping me appreciate their relationship in the show one more note about spp mm-hmm. when she when when johnny when his body is found yeah um she immediately calls dad and yeah. botches the investigation <laughs> yeah. i just want to say you are so i mean right. she calls him right away. first call yeah first call. i mean did she even call the precinct i, I don't know think so do they have a precinct am i using the right word a station calls the a station? station i don't know yeah called the two other cops the department there? calls the department the department sure and it's just like but she calls dad and he's like oh no yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, she's sucks. like, you know, I am like, going to share privileged information with uh-huh. somebody not at all involved in this investigation. And this is a small island. Yeah. Not a lot of, listen, could be dad. <laughs> yeah. And could you just be. called and gave him all the details that he needs to know about what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Botched investigation. 
I think why I love this episode so much is it really starts becoming like Pretty Little Liars season three. It does. In episode three. Yes. We get, we're getting the quippy humor from random sheriff's deputy. Yes. Whose name I'm forgetting, but whose job is entirely. Officer Dopey. Officer Dopey, whose job is entirely to be a joke compared to very serious sheriff woman. And then we're getting, we're getting Riley's mom, Chelsea, who is filming Officer Dopey because he's given her daughter shit in their, like, mobile home park. And she's like, Hey, shiny shoes. Stay away from my kid. I'm not looking for trouble. I was just asking to see some ID. And threatening to shoot me. You all see this incel with his hand on his weapon? No, I I made no such thing. I just caught this pedo piece of shit trying to harass my kid. We yep. are getting extra. We have Riley delivering one-liners, being like, "Why are you like? Are you still like? Why are you mad at me? Is it because I'm poor and have bad morals?" <laughs> yeah. Well, Riley's like, one-liners are landing. I mean, yeah. she's the one that okay. she's like, "But that's not my fault. That's my mom's fault." Like, love that. Yes. I mean, because like back in the scene when they discover the body, or when they talk about the body, Margot says, "Do you think he was in pain?" Yeah. And that's when <laughs> Riley says. I mean, he got his head chopped off. And Allison's like, can you not? It I mean, is a amazing. perfect the, the humor, banter. I, I do feel like this episode is the episode where they're like, hey, this is what we're going to give you the rest of the season. I, I really feel like it's settling in. I feel yeah. like it's settling in. And I am buying what they are selling. I actually, yep. I really believe, but for Dylan, I really believe in this group dynamic. And again, in this episode, we have the weird thing where everybody keeps insisting that Dylan is like the greatest person that has ever existed in the history of man, where like he's he encounters pedophile guy who runs the snack stop, and he's like when he talks about Johnny, he's like couldn't happen to a nicer dude, unless it was him, right, Big D? And then oh, Riley, I know. Riley's like, listen, we get it, you're Mister like Truth and Justice. It's like. Why are we telling all these incredible magnanimous traits about Dylan and showing only that he is a fucking useless bump on a well, log? In this episode, who is Dylan, a total narcissist, by the way. We we are being presented a Dylan that I feel like is intentionally polarizing because I think he is in on it. So like the way that he appears in the shadows, my God, and that opening scene, and they scream at him. Yes, and it's oh, it's just Dylan. Yeah, it's just hey, Dylan. Guess what? You're a killer. Yeah. Sorry, you you emerge from the shadows like that. You are guilty of something. Maybe he's not the killer, but maybe he, he is guilty of something. Yes. Okay, and then later when we get his flashback, here's what's really interesting. I always look at what the show doesn't show you, mm-hmm. right? So in his flashback... Which, it, it, it's very... What this show doesn't show us is half the show. Right? What we don't know. So when you look at his sex scene, what do we see? Yeah. We see him back in time with Lemon, and she's like seducing him and whatever and he yeah. supposedly doesn't know that it's her but Fucking. she hands him drugs wow and he takes them now that's a Lennon move and also says to him looks at him right in the fucking face and says yes Dylan you purport to be in love yes. with Allison and you are faced with the exact polar emotional psychological opposite of her and you're telling me you don't fuck. We, the audience, just met her, and we no. know this is not we Allison. Know. Are you serious? And then you she jackass? says, "She says, you know, you want. You to. know, you want to." I think in this moment he has been presented 
Lenin. And he goes, you know what? Sure. And Close the reason enough. why I think so. Close, Close enough, enough, he says. Because in the other flashback, we see Riley yelling at him because she, for whatever reason, also wants to sleep with him. Yeah, she. it's like she's, she, I think she's, she, it looks like, it seems to be that she's trying to hook up with him in the bouncy house. And then he, like, we just see him, I can't. And she's like, are you fucking serious? She You're going to save yourself? For Allison. Yep. And then she says, she's never going to fuck you. And then we get a second flashback mm-hmm. where he says, I think I'm a bad person. And then that next flashback yeah. is him putting his clothes back on mm-hmm. after Lennon. Yeah. So after he sleeps with Lennon, who he supposedly thinks is Allison. Now, if we actually connect the dots, why would he think he's a bad person? For turning her down? For yeah. saving himself for Allison? No. For fucking Lennon. And for knowing it was her. fucking Lennon. And losing who was actually his love. That's what happened that night. In my opinion. No, and I... I... He's like the idea that he didn't know. It's like either you didn't know Allison such that you, excuse me, either you didn't know Allison such that you could not delineate the two, in which case you are so emotionally shallow that you're a horse's ass. Yes. Or you did fucking know, Mm -hmm. in which case you're so desperate that you're a horse's ass. Like, either way, the snake eats its tail back to the same result with it when he's like, and we see in the first episode when he does the. I think I might be a bad person. And Johnny goes, trust me, bro, you're not. It's like, Johnny, we're jumping to conclusions on that one. Let's not absolve Dylan so quickly right now. No, I think Dylan kind of fucking sucks, Johnny. For the record, Johnny, whose head is chopped off, also, because... Sees the good in everyone. Sees the good in everyone. Had to go. Mm -hmm. Barrier Gaze, episode two. Look, I know, and I'm going to address this trope head on because Mm -hmm. I know that there has been some talk online Mm -hmm. when I posted about this being a very queer show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So yes, And I have a rejoinder to that after you finish this talk. We know that Johnny and his coach fiance died in that episode Mm -hmm. brutally, right? We get two episodes of them. And really, I mean, honestly, the spider inside of his head gets more screen time by episode by the end of this episode than he had. Yeah. But, okay, you know, we, that's not a lot. But episode three really starts to introduce the relationship between Margot and Lemon. Lemon. And I, I'm just saying, I Mm -hmm. think they're planting seeds for a much more queer show. Two, Dylan, in his stupid fucking throwaway line, he's like, not even my moms believe whatever. It, He's referencing that he has two moms. This and is I a think universe. Cass is one of his moms. Weird Cass. Is that oh, one of his moms? She... I don't. I cannot tell. I no if she's yet. the help at Who the place she? where his mom, the sanctuary where his okay, mom works. I hope so. Because like I was like, wait, that's the only other woman we saw with his hippie mom. So oh, is that? It could be. But like it could be. But could I don't be, know but for who sure. Knows? Who because knows? Mom's in a cult, by the way. In this episode, we <laughs> much like much like the honey on the poster. But oh that no, is that's unexplained. Yes. Um, Cass's uh, Dylan's other mom unexplained. So I think what we're getting here is a is the fact that like the queer representation isn't limited to the two people who were killed in episode two. I would say that the reason. What I miss Johnny because I like him so much as a presence. Like even quickly, you you come to feel very warmly about him. I feel entirely sure that like Johnny died because Johnny was the best person. Johnny, in fact, I had agree. to die because Johnny was the nice one. Johnny was the most innocent one. Yes, and so that's why Johnny died because this show, Johnny's not our only option for the queers. Yes, and neither is mostly evil Lennon. <laughs> you know, and on the note that she's the. 
or that he is like the heart, mm-hmm. right? He is. In that, that's why that conflict is especially. Um, this is why I think Margot knows mm-hmm. because in that conflict, when she said, "Well, he was my best friend," yeah. Well, he was also Allison's best friend. We right. learned that in episode one, yeah. And so she would bite back at Allison for that, yeah. If she knew that that was actually Allison, yeah. She would be like, "Well, he's my best friend," yeah. You know, because like, and that's Al- so real. Because that's Margot, so, that's, don't, that's my fucking best friend. Get your hands off my best friend. In all three episodes, we've seen Margot. Margot's erasure of Allison as a person. Yeah. And it's really aggressive. And I think it's a lot more aggressive episode two and three. I can't believe that guy killed him. What? Allison didn't do this? How do you know? Because she knows. And I, I, you think she knows that they're different. You think she knows she's pretending. I think she knows. Yeah. I don't, I don't think she knows because I think she wants so much from Lennon specifically, which we will cover more in episode four. If she knows, I think she'd be in denial about it because she's so much more attached to Lennon than Allison. Right. But what I, what I really think this episode does well. And again, it continues to be one of my favorite things throughout the show is watching Allison have to react to learning things about her sister or how she was perceived that she has no idea about. And I think Madison Eisman is doing a really great job performing it. Those moments where it's like, well, you did always say your sister was a total psycho. And watching Allison have to like take it on the chin and be like, right. but anyway. Well, that's actually, and I think that's in the next episode. And that's why I want to, I do want to get into that with you. Well, no, we that do. isn't, I know that's in episode three. I, that, cause I didn't rewatch four because mm. I made sure to not watch four. Oh. In Because she says that. And then there's also in three, there's also the three where she's um, also in three. They reference uh, this is a separate thing, but they reference um, Dale. Dale's the pedophile guy who works at the snack shop. But there's that moment where they say something like, "And we all know he clones phones, and he saw us that night." I mean, he was pretty sus about Johnny earlier. It's not Dale. Even if he saw us, why would he care if we killed Allison? You're the one he's obsessed with. Facts. You watch Allison be like my sister fucking like watching her do the mental math of learning she knows that Lennon was crazier like more out there than her dad ever knew but watching Allison learn how dark-sided her sister's life was while having to completely internalize the reactions while pretending to be her sister is a really interesting part of the show's character development I really I think it's really fun to track I love it and I think we should address Chekhov Slurpee before we close out. Chekhov Slurpee. Now, what we you brought up Dale, mm-hmm. um, played by uh, Spencer Sutherland, who I did not know was a musician until I watched it with my boyfriend, who was like, I listen to his stuff. <laughs> okay. That would be the source that would give you that information. So, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I agree. I And I, by all, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that looks, that looks like something jake would listen to yeah i so uh so dale is murdered uh oh my god and what's really fun about the way this show reveals it i feel like if this was any other teen mystery show we would get the kill and then we would see it but instead we get to hear everybody talk about how blue he is (laughs) to the point where margo even says do you think his dick was blue right and it gets me thinking oh we're not gonna see it no friends (laughs) We are going to see it. The the Slurpee machine murder. The Slurpee and machine. Literally, people, we're not, that's not a metaphor. That's not a gag. It's a Slurpee machine murder. It's a Slurpee machine murder. What the fuck? Yeah. And it's. I don't even get how it worked. It's horrific. And by the way, no way would, it, would he be blue from that. No. Uh, not in the way that he's blue. No. Don't care. No. Don't no. care. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Do we think that what is happening, is it he had the pipe 
forced down his throat and he was like forced to drown on Slurpee? Is that yes. what happened? Yes. That's got to be what happened. That's it. And he's also in an upright posture, isn't he? Yeah. He's like posed standing up against the Slurpee machine. Yeah. And who hasn't done that? Standing in a puddle of blue Slurpee. Yeah. Turned blue with a Slurpee hose in his mouth. Yeah. In episode three of the show. Pretty little fucking liars. Pretty little liars. Oh, we also, I just have to shout out the the perfect moment of stupid teens in this show when Allison has been getting threatening text messages from a stalker, presumably the person who's driving the black truck. Yes. And there's just, the stalker's like, come meet me. So she just goes to a park to meet this person and Margo shows up to go find her. She's like, I used find my friends basically, like you idiot. I wanted to make sure you weren't dead. And oh my it, God. And Sorry. No, no. And just to watch Allison be like, I guess I'm here to meet my stalker. I'm like, you are very blasé about this person who is super comes unarmed, people. unarmed, just totally ready. Unarmed, tells no one of her plans no. and whereabouts. Um, But obviously has find my friends open. What we the MVP of this episode, though, is Margot's purple fuzzy bucket hat oh, and matching top. Oh, she's straight out God. of a 2003 pop video on trl absolutely i am obsessed she her that look is is my middle school and when experience. she and when she finds out about what allison's doing experience. to find her to, to meet up with her stalker yes margo is like so unmoved by the revelation that she's like just remember that the same rules apply for killers as for panty perps daylight public places no secondary location why do you have a playbook for meeting your murder stalker? And then her security guard who follows her everywhere at her dad's orders is honking at her. And her yelling at him from across the parking lot is one of my favorite moments of situational comedy recently. Oh, yeah. I'm coming, asshole! It is so funny. It's so good. <laughs> well, the very... You brought up the text, and I think the text at the end are worth mm. getting into, even though we will get into them mostly in mm-hmm. episode four. Mm-hmm. But I think it that so she Lemon gets a text mm-hmm. that is uh, it's sex videos of actual Lennon, yeah, and they are from I, I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna call Allison playing Lennon Lemon, okay, because that makes sense to me, okay. And so so Lemon gets texts of Lennon mm-hmm. having sex, and it yeah. says if you want to see more with Dylan with. Dylan. With Dylan. And then she looks From right. From the most consequential party in the history of parties. The, the longest party there's <laughs> ever been. And, and and she looks right into the camera and smiles because not only did she want to fuck her sister's man, she wanted to get it on film mm-hmm. and she wanted to acknowledge that she was getting it on film. She mm-hmm. said right here. And then it said, want to see more? Password, lemon. Yeah. So that's how I'm going to arrive at this. Yeah. Um, I... We also get another stupid moment in this episode where someone sees Dylan popping out from behind yet another dumpster, sees Allison smoking and is like, when did you start smoking? Since when? Again, as if no 19 year old who went off to college has ever started smoking. Dylan has popped out from so many things just in this episode. My God. Wow. He he doesn't know how to make a regular entrance. (laughs) Honestly, he's, I mean, is it just because he's so quiet or what? (laughs) Like, why does nobody expect him to be there? Chelsea also, Riley's mom, Chelsea, sees him at a certain point. She's like, wow, somebody got hot. It's like, ma'am, he looks exactly the same. He, he's I, the truly, only character who looks everybody exactly else the changed. same. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Why are we being gaslit, Sam? We are about every 
detail of Dylan's character. I What the fuck is going on? You know what, though? I feel like that's how people react to straight white men. Oh, my I God. I do think they, they, I mean, they give them... I mean, you're not wrong. They give you're them passes wrong. for things that we never would. It's like, he showed up here. He is the yeah, and kindest, they're like, wow, give him a job. sensitive. Pay him more than everybody. Handsome. He earns it. Generous. Yes. Justice-oriented. Mm-hmm. What did he do? I mean, he's Well-dressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, man, this, this man... Just, you can smell the air, his pheromones. Even when, like, just, in one of the flashbacks in the scene where Lennon is seducing him slash not seducing him he's all in and she's like if you like you know if you just relax a little bit you'd be a 10 it's like Lennon you can and have fucked everyone everyone this is not a stretch for you no Dylan is not a stretch for you the cute guy that you kissed in the first episode all swole the big hottie he's he's hotter than Dylan what why is everybody framing this person like he's fucking Bruce Wayne like swaggering billionaire secretive hottie man what is this maybe that's in the next episode maybe they'll reveal what it is about Dylan that makes him worth all this attention but I feel like it's just people are so basic (laughs) yeah I at least Margot had the good sense to be in love with Johnny Yes. Oh my God. Margo, Margo, Margo actually might be the smartest character. She's the only kid in this so far that has not wanted to have sex with Dylan. Yes. And you know what? So she knows. Yeah. God, she better not be in on this with Dylan. But we'll get there because the final text message, it's so Lemon asks, who are you? Mm. And this person says, I am you. Mm-hmm. And then their follow up is, I'm coming for you. And sends a photo of the upper thigh area where there are matching scars in mm-hmm. alignment with the cut marks that Lennon had on her own thigh that Allison made on her thigh to mirror them. So it's like, wait, is this an old photo? Is this a photo that you just took and sent? So I am convinced at this point, and we'll see, but I am convinced that sister is sister is alive and in on this conspiracy at this point in the I show. I desperately want that to be true. I want That's, Lennon back. I think I, well, wait, yes, yes. And because so, I'm a sucker, I want her and Allison to reconcile. <laughs> I, yes, I, we will put a pin in that because next episode. My dream would be Lennon coming back, Sam. Would be a surprise bitch. Friend, I think she's already back. That would be, that. that's a best I case scenario. I still feel like that. And the reason why is this. God, okay. And I'm just saying it based on what we're seeing of Margot. Mm-hmm. I think if Margot is upset with her and mm-hmm. knows that they switched, who fucking told her? R- right. Lennon. And how did she find out? Because when Dylan went into that cave, mm-hmm. her name, Allison's name wasn't on that wall because nobody died that night. Mm-hmm. And they heard the gasp when they walked away. In this episode, there was a gasp of air that came from Allison's body. And it was there. We so- get the incredible, insane acknowledgement. Riley and Dylan go to the cave together to just like check stuff out. And Riley says like, I thought I heard her breathe again last night. And Dylan's like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then it's like Dylan and then D- Dylan gets mad at Riley Remember, folks, when they heard a something, heard some sound coming out of Lennon dead on the ground in the cave, neither of those fuckers went back to physically check. So Dylan can be pissed off. Yep. All he wants at Riley, that she didn't go back, he didn't go back either. Right. And also, we are getting more of the sense in this episode of how mad at Lennon who he thinks is Lennon, Allison, how mad he is at Lennon for, I guess, tricking him that night at the party. It's like, I'm sorry, bro. You both consented to that interaction. You're sitting, like, he has been carrying a, we are realizing he has carried a chip on his shoulder the entire year at Lennon being like, I can't believe you fucking bitch did that to me. It's like, go to hell. 
Yeah. You fucked that girl because you wanted to. Stop blaming everybody else for Stop your... buying salt licks. Stop it. Stop popping out from dumpsters. Stop it. Please stop reliving this party. We we get it. You were at a party <laughs> once a year ago. Yeah. And it was a long party. A lot happened. Yeah, a lot Dylan, happened. move on. Yeah, and I'm sorry. That was not the first time you'd had sex with anybody. You like flipped Lennon over on. onto her stomach and started. Dylan, who are you kidding? It's it, like, I yeah. We're on to you. We're, Dylan, Dylan, you're if you're out there. Dylan, if you're listening right now, we got your number. (laughs) We got your, we're coming for you. Time, your time is almost up. We are you and we're coming for you. Find a party. (laughs) Find a party, friend, because it's going to be your last one. All right. I think that's the end of episode three for us. Yeah, I think so. Goodbye.